Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, episode 101, we have Annie Bristow and Carol Smith, and they're here to talk about the anti-fracking movement in Western Maryland and how you too can get involved, and also the updates of what's going on with the bill that was introduced in the House and passed with flying colors, and now sort of where it stands in the Senate and hopefully where when we'll hear if the bill passed and banning will be it, the ban will be legit and there will be no fracking in the great state of Maryland. So if those of you who are not familiar with this fight, I suggest I'm going to put some direct links on our website um, for different organizations so you can get a little bit of history and see why this is so important and uh, the accomplishments that these two women and, as mu- and many other people um, have accomplished. So our website is recordtalklisten.com and there you can find all previous 100 episodes of the podcast and a little donate button on the right-hand side of the page. It's really tiny but it says donate, so click on it. Worst case scenario is you support your local podcast that gets good and great information out to you, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Now, there's no excuse why you should ever miss an episode because we're on multiple platforms that you can download and listen to on your phone, your smartphone preferably. Um, we have iTunes, uh, which is great because that's on most phones, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, and now Google Play for Android. So there's really no excuse as to why you can't listen to this podcast anytime you want and you can take us on the go. So long car rides, doing laundry, walk around the neighborhood, we can be in your ears. It's it's awesome. So speaking of awesome, we have Annie and Carol that were involved in a little bit of civil disobedience that had major ripples and great effect. Um, so we'll hear all about that in this episode. So without further ado, here is Annie and Carol. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We have Annie and Carol. So hi, Annie. Hello. And Carol, hi. Hi, Lydia. So um, you guys have done some pretty incredible work in a group of incredible people to help ban fracking in Maryland. So, and you've been with it from the beginning, Annie, is that right? Pretty much not with the actual legislative fights, but started water quality monitoring way back but there are people who have been with this since about 2010 okay out in the friendsville area right because uh fracking they've found this great new technology um and they implemented it in pennsylvania and west virginia which we're very close to and as far as border bordering states um and it turns out it's not so great right so um we're moving towards banning it statewide Correct. So, so yeah, the people in Friendsville worked with Delegate Heather Mizure okay. way back and were instrumental in getting the first sort of de facto moratorium by starting a gubernatorial commission to study this. And I think a lot of people thought, well, we'll just study this and study this and then eventually we'll do it. And right. in fact, his commission was called the Safe Drilling Initiative. Oh. It assumed that it was there was be safe. A safe drilling and um, a, You're right, because of our proximity to Pennsylvania and West Virginia, where they have gone at this with a vengeance, we've seen a lot of the harms, and we now know there's not a way. There's no such thing as safe safe, uh, drilling. Well, that's this is good. These are all positive things. So, Carol, when did you get involved? Um, Two years ago, I kind of helped organize a band fracking rally in Frostburg. 
but I really got involved this past July when we started up the Frack Free Frostburg group okay. and approached city council about our plans to follow Montlake Park and Friendsville. To ban fracking. Yes. Yeah. And, and it took a while. It took, when did, was that December that we finally got that? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we persuaded the mayor and city council that fracking is not a good idea and we got on the map as a ban, That's city good. ban. That's yeah. great. And you followed along the New York uh, state banning process as far as like cities would say, no, we, we're not interested in fracking. And we use that model to try to help with the statewide ban. Is that correct? Yes. We wanted to show um, <coughs> the governor that Western Maryland does not want fracking. Right. And so that's what we went for, the, the small town and city bans. Right. Which is good. And it proved yeah. a point, a huge point, I think. Yes, it did. Uh, it was hard to um, counter the messages that were coming out of Western Maryland, which were predominantly that Western Maryland wanted to engage in this extractive process. Right. And... One way to counter that was to use all these local bands that were counties and municipalities, and a total of, I think it was 14 in the state, either did a ban resolution supporting a statewide ban or banned it themselves okay. within their boundaries. Which is great. And a lot of people thought this was not possible. Nobody thought this was possible. <laughs> Isn't it great to prove people wrong? You know what? Uh, people have the power. I mean, what can I say? It's true. We it's really, true. and we were everywhere in Frostburg. Yeah. We were everywhere. Farmers markets, door to door, hanging flyers, signing petitions, educating people at farmers market. Right. And it worked. I think that if people, I think a face, to, people do not appreciate the face to face as much as they should, you know? It's different if you engage online where you're not, you can kind of hide and lurk in the shadows a little bit and say what your piece is and not really have um, to be accountable for it. But if you're face-to-face -face and you're talking to somebody and you're expressing yourself, even if they have a differencing opinion, they can sit there and kind of absorb the information that you're giving them and come up with their own conclusions, which I think is good. And for people that might totally be ignorant to the whole thing, shed some light on it, which right. is good. People were very interested in Frostburg on the water issue. Okay. Asked lots of questions and times we would drop off a petition and I, I did business canvassing. I didn't do any individual door to doors, but folks would ask to come back later, talk about it. We were surprised at how many businesses in Frostburg were concerned about the water and wanted to support this ban. Well, water is an important thing. You can't live without water. So, I mean, it is important. That's mm -hmm. why. You went so hard to ban the fracking. Which and it was bipartisan, which right. was also across both counties. Um, and this is happening even, so there's concern with pipeline development in Hancock right now. And canvassers there are talking about going into yards where there are Republican candidate signs and yeah. also anti-pipeline, anti-fracking signs. Right. It's true in our two counties, too. Well, I think it's, you know, and there's uh, been great reporting uh, about the issues in Maryland and how you, this is like the first state to, to do a ban that has shale, right? Right. Which is really cool. Um, but people don't want it. And they're saying it doesn't matter it, my party line. It's a people issue. And I don't want this anywhere near my family, which I think is very powerful statement. Right. So uh, what I guess we should talk about the 
um, the ban itself. It's a legislative ban. So that means that, and it's veto-proof at this point? Yes, it is, and especially since the governor has said that he won't veto it, and he supports it. Which is so. incredible. Yes. Was, that was terrific news. Yeah. So what it was I mean, we were crying and texting each other <laughs> and calling everybody, oh, watch, watch. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Terrific news. Yeah. Yes. So it goes, it went passed through the House pretty, really quickly. Passed yes. through the House with a veto-proof majority and with bipartisan support yeah and then the senate it's passed its second reading yes. 35 to 12 also some republicans yeah. who voted for the ban yep so it goes through a third process yes so a third reading a third reading will be we've been told monday night or tuesday okay and because the bill originated in the house it's house bill 1325 it could still be amended okay in the senate so um if you're interested in getting involved in this issue now it's not too late to contact senator miller right the senate president and tell him that we would like a clean non-amended ban house bill 1325 banning fracking okay in so if the bill's 1325 um, and you can call, this is the number, so write it down and we'll put it on the website. It's 888-997-5380. So give them a call. And that's a good phone number to call because I think it's Food and Water Watch, right? That keeps track of the number of calls that are coming in. Okay. So yeah, there's a good database and phone calls really work. They and do. And they take 15 seconds. Yep. I mean, it's nothing. It really is a very short amount of time. And they really work. They're effective. Yes. Because uh, essentially you are, you know, using your voice. Right, exactly. Let them know that you're a voter, yep. that you vote, and that you vote this issue or will vote this issue in the future. Right. And that you're from Allegheny or Garrett County or wherever you're calling from. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, and getting involved, I think, is very important. Um, so if it's a fracking issue or something else that you're passionate about, it is a... It's effective. People are very effective. If you get together, work together, and you have a common view uh, that might be different from the people that are supposed to be representing you, here's a perfect example of how to kind of overcome that. Which So thank you both for doing that. <laughs> it's been a terrific experience. It really has been. Yeah. Exciting for both of yes. you. Yes. You will meet the most amazing people <laughs> in this. I mean, that's what, I don't know if people know that about grassroots movements, but uh, dedicated, interesting, committed yeah. folks to but work with. I think a lot of people, it used to be very, everybody used to be very communal. You lived in your community, you knew everybody, and, and now people are kind of sort of isolated. And I think grassroots efforts really bring a community together. And you can meet people with like-minded things and hopefully move forward, which is nice as a whole because you're doing this not just for yourselves but you're doing it for the the greater good of the whole of western maryland and it's also a learning experience because everybody comes with different uh, ideas and thoughts and education backgrounds yeah so you learn about the research that has been done on the water right you know and everybody pulls together it's terrific i, I think it's great yeah now you two had some exciting excitement in annapolis yeah, You're kind did. of infamous. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's good. I mean, I I am all about it. I think that civil disobedience is a is a good and positive thing. Um, 
So it you, was an honor. It was an honor. It was actually an honor to be able to do that. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. So uh, zip ties, no handcuffs? Zip ties. I had handcuffs until Ooh. they... He took them away because he was afraid of losing them. So he barred <laughs> until he got some zip ties because he said metal handcuffs have a way of disappearing. Oh, my. I'd like to share what I thought was the neatest part of our in our short time, relative to other people's short time in the jail. It, it felt like a long time. We were held for between eight and nine hours between being at the jail and at the district court. But the, the most interesting part of the day were the officers who were with us who were absolutely wonderful, and with whom we did fracking education. That's wow. right. <laughs> <laughs> it I was great. It. One of our it. officers was from Colorado. Oh, very cool. And, and he, he was at one of the um, Annapolis City Police officers who accompanied us to the courthouse. And when we got to the courthouse, we have courthouse officers um, who had never had protesters before. So it was a big so day. So it was a learning experience for, for everybody. But he started he talking. Us. He said, I'm from Colorado. I have seen what fracking does. Yes. Mm-hmm. You need to find out about this. Go watch Gasland. And he was, he was doing the fracking education for us. And then we had other prisoners there who were not protesters. Uh-huh. So we're all talking about fracking. That's and great. what people had not heard what are you in before. for anti-fracking <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i mean i think that uh, what people would consider to be a very negative experience being arrested you turned into a positive educational experience yeah. well and the good thing was it was planned you know yeah. so the police knew we, were, we would be there they knew it would be peaceful right and everything went as was planned good pretty yes. much I, yeah. Well, yeah, getting arrested probably wasn't part of the plan, was it? It was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Well, we knew what not to to bring with us or have on us, yeah. so that we would be seen as safe. Yeah. Um, and they were uh, they threw more charges at us than we anticipated, and okay. we were there longer than we anticipated, and we felt like perhaps they were trying to make an example of this. Sure. And I have heard that's happening with protests across the nation. It is. Yeah. Uh, which is sad because you know you do have the right to protest and gather and speak your mind That's and right. I feel like that should not be quelled in any way um, but yeah I'm very proud of both of you well, thank for you. doing that thank you. Um, so and it's there were 13 of us 13 we call ourselves the Annapolis 13 nice yes very good yes. and four were from Western Maryland there was a yeah. young woman farmer from Friendsville nice. and then um, an organizer with Chesapeake Climate Action Network, who's from Hagerstown, and her family's from Frostburg okay. and Cumberland. Both her parents taught in Cumberland. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a Western Maryland connection then, for sure. Yes. yes. And then great. faith leaders. I was in a cell with uh, two women who I had not known before. One is a Methodist minister who does inner city work in Baltimore, and the other was a young woman from Georgia who's doing an internship with the Episcopalian Diocese. She oh, very cool. Priest. That's awesome. And my cellmate was uh, <laughs> arrested with her son. They both attended the rally and were both arrested. And they're Quakers, right? I think that Yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. It was terrific. It was terrific. For, <laughs> she had more fun than I did. <laughs> Being arrested was terrific. We highly recommend it. Uh, I will never do it again. Yeah. Um, I thought one of the great things was... Um, a woman that was working at the courthouse kept looking at us and saying, oh, my goodness, I've seen things like this on TV, but never in real life. And you're like, well, you're welcome. we were just, <laughs> you know, we were there with a connection, and 
you know, we made a point. Yeah, so, we felt very respected by yes, all the officers. Well, I mean, yes. I'm sure the last thing they want to do is arrest people for making a statement for the safety and well-being of waterways and people. Like, come on, really? They're like, really, I have to arrest these people right. for this? I mean, there's probably other things that they could have been doing. I think sure. an interesting backstory when we get through all of this will be to interview officers to the extent that they could talk and ask sure. them about their perspective on the whole thing. That would be really interesting. Maybe we could do that here. Say, so listen yeah. to these, you know, they're, they're out there doing um, their work when all these rallies go on. So yeah. they hear a whole lot. They see the anti-frackers, the pro-frackers. Right. That's interesting. So they can see, they get, they're probably the only people that have an unbiased view of both sides, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, um, you guys definitely have to come back for sure. So call the Mr. The Senate President, Mr. Miller. Yes, definitely. Absolutely do that. Um, no amendment. So we don't want any sort of backdoor weaseling. We don't want people to have to um, vote on this issue at a future referendum. Right. Um, we're done with this issue. We need to move on okay. to building clean, renewable, regenerative um, yeah both for, for agriculture, for energy sources in our area. We have so much potential here, and it's time to move on and... And, uh, and grow from this, I yes, think. Yes, and so, elect people who want to grow from this. Absolutely, and get involved. I think this is a, a, a huge light for people to see that it is possible to do impossible things and to get involved in whatever level of involvement you can do. It can be very simple. You can just be supportive of the people that... Uh, are doing the actual work, um, but definitely start to get involved and then uh, change, move that involvement into getting out the vote, which is very important. That's how you make really good change. So thank you so yeah, much. Thank we're you. Not, we're not thank finished you, yet. No, no, we're not finished this yet. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Just the beginning of, uh, I'm sure, great things in the future. And yes. we want to hear about all of them, so you'll have to come back. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you so yeah. much. Thanks, Lydia. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, including direct links to organizations that you can get involved with and that great phone number for the Senate president, Mr. Miller, you can find that on our website and that is recordtalklisten.com. So make sure to check that out. And while you're there, you can peruse all of the other fantastic podcast episodes. And if you want more information on those, all of that is housed on the website. So take a look at that and, and really explore it. It's, it's full of chock full of information. If you happen to be a business owner and you think that this platform might be ideal for your sponsorship, we tend to agree with you. So if you have something that you would like to say and get the word out about a product or maybe a sale or something, uh, just let us know. And you can send us an email at recordtechlisten at gmail.com and we can make that advertising dream come true for you. We love to hear from you, the listeners, whether that's on Twitter, Facebook, or an old-fashioned email, and we like to know if we can improve on anything, if we can uh, maybe interview you or somebody you know, or you want us to cover a topic, we need to hear from you guys. So we're on Twitter at RTLpod, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtechlisten, and an old-fashioned email always gets through at recordtechlisten at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.